0: Thank <laughs> you. Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love, and we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Back again, back again. What a a week. There's a thunderstorm going on here in New York, so if you hear thunder and lightning, that is on my end. Also, I'm supposed to be running a 5K in uh, three hours. Oh my
0: gosh, this is going to motivate you. This mess we're about to... Digest is gonna help you, you know it's like carbo loading it's it's gonna get your mind centered on how things can be worse, but they're not for you
1: personally, okay, interesting <laughs> a, a cryptic start. I feel like the news ha the news stories I have, I feel like are fairly. Like, I mean, not, I don't know, I guess not positive news, but not necessarily like bad
0: news. Yeah, I mean, you know, on I'm... a scale of like one to climate catastrophe, they're probably at like a comfortable three, but I'm just saying you could be finding out that you are having a second child with someone who you've already broken up with because he had a child with someone else while you were conceiving the one you're currently planning for, you know?
1: Wait, who did that?
0: Oh, this is Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> hey,
1: Chloe, you didn't hear this story. Khloe Kardashian is now pregnant with. Well,
0: they a have baby. a surrogate, so they yes. Oh. So Khloe Kardashian, TMZ broke the news, and Khloe confirmed. Khloe's team confirmed that, that she was expecting a second child. Um, the father is Tristan Thompson, and it was conceived via surrogacy back in November which was just about a month before news broke that Tristan Thompson did in fact father a child with his mistress. Uh, And yeah, not a good, not a good time. I mean, Chloe's famously gone back and forth with Tristan, giving him second chances, you know, because father of his child, whatever, Uh, you know, we all are allowed to go on the journey we feel best speaks to us. But, and the Kardashians this,
1: just pick terrible men. They picked
0: terrible men, and and then when this last story broke, where has he has that been
1: an article? I'm. I feel like I could write a ranking that's like ranking all of the Kardashians <laughs> like boyfriend slash husbands by how terrible it's tough. they
0: are. It's tough. You know, it's it's tough. That would be. A,
1: I don't even Scott know if i rank like ranking number one. I think
0: as a, as like the best as or as the best? worst. Oh, interesting. Did you watch the early seasons, though? Well, He's a very toxic
1: partner. Well, he's obviously toxic, but I don't think there's a better option. And he (laughs) seems, like, at least involved
0: (laughs) in some ways. Yeah. I think technically Cory Booker, Chris Jenner's new boyfriend, is the least problematic. But now that I'm saying that, maybe he is known for something.
1: Well, but also he's just, like, clearly a... A gold digger,
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know, we don't see enough of those men, so I'm I'm happy for him. He's... I guess that's
1: true. <laughs> But we anyways. Cory Booker, Cory, Cory Booker Corey... ran for president. <laughs> it's definitely not Cory Booker.
0: <laughs> his name's Cory, though. I'm 89 percent sure. What is his name? Chris Jenner. Chris hey, Jenner Google. boyfriend. Hey, What's Chris Jenner? Chris Jenner. <laughs>
1: boyfriend wait is it cory gamble I oh think that yeah might yeah, be yeah. that sounds yeah that Corey sounds gamble. Right. okay
0: okay <laughs> you know the same number of uh, syllables uh maybe uh, I, you know uh,
1: <laughs> uh i don't want to get any further into that <laughs> comparison. anyways he doesn't even have a wikipedia page
0: yeah no he's just her arm candy uh he's like He's not even like a series regular, I don't think. He pops up. Anyways, this doesn't matter. The point is that Chloe kind of has this new messy problem on her hands.
1: Chloe is having a baby with somebody who she's trying to break up with now?
0: They've broken up. They broke up after he first said, I don't know this woman. I've never slept with her. How could I have a child with her? And then it came out, okay, yeah, I did a DNA test and I am the dad. So sorry to – It was in – We were in the same hot tub. Sorry.
1: (laughs) It was my – Things happened. Something must have happened in the hot tub. It reinvigorated something. It swam across. (laughs) It wasn't me.
0: Yeah, but uh, they officially broke up like earlier this year, like winter, you know. So, I'm sure that they're amicable in a way, but yeah, not not a great day to be Chloe. Um but then again, I, I mean, yeah, well, this is what she wanted. Be so Chloe,
1: or would you rather be Elon Musk's dad's stepdaughter who is now carrying her stepfather's second child?
0: Ew. her wait <laughs> Elon Did you read Musk's... this story. His dad Elon has Musk's... like a really young girlfriend.
1: Elon? Is that it? Elon Musk's dad?
0: Yes. Old.
1: Errol Musk, who right. is a like South African uh rich person. I think yeah, he owned like probably. mines, which feels very shady. Oh yeah. No,
0: the entire Elon He's Musk terrible. disgusting.
1: Yes. yes, Elon Musk so gross. So this man uh at some point married a woman. Who had ch- children by a previous marriage, and he has now, and then he started being romantically involved with one of the stepchildren, and oh. now that stepchild has had two kids by Elon Musk's dad. So it's sort of a so it's like Woody, Woody Allen L. situation.
0: Disgusting.
1: Honestly, but like the whole this guy world. met the woman when she was like a child. Yeah, no, that's so horrific.
0: Creepy. That's disgusting. Clearly
1: some <laughs> grooming going See, on See,
0: I told you this week was messy. That's like a four, five maybe. I didn't,
1: I didn't even have that story on the docket. But when we were talking about <laughs> weird pregnancy situations, I felt like <laughs> oh, uh, lump it in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the other news – uh, i don't want to get news? i mean this is like sad but it's worth talking about constance Wu.
1: oh she yes.
0: she came out with a statement you know she's been mia on social media since 2019 when she got a lot of flack for the way she reacted to fresh off the boat being um what's the word uh
1: Can't, uh it was renewed renewed and yeah. she was frustrated that her show was very being renewed. frustrated
0: she was like she said like oh effing hell oh fuck i'm literally crying like this isn't great news like there was a lot that was happening everyone's like wow is this about the show and then she's like yeah it's just so frustrating love the show but like i hate this for me personally and then she had to like kind of double down then back off uh, did some apologies really bad lots of heat Twitter threads going viral about, like, oh, she's actually terrible to work with. Like, no one likes her, that sort of stuff. She disappears off the social media years. Well, then for there was all years. that stuff
1: with the Hustler, with Hustlers, too. Right. Where Just she any was. Anytime she
0: popped up, it was
1: like, oh, yeah, where she's she a diva. was oh. the. Like, Jennifer Lopez, first build. obviously, the bigger named star in the Hustlers, yeah. but Constance Wu was technically the lead and so wanted to be first build and so was getting upset when people were saying that it was Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> film I guess allegedly I don't know I can't remember that sorry but yeah yeah
0: but so so some bad press floating around her but she comes out this week with a kind of notes app like statement um, where she's saying hey I have a book coming out I don't I didn't know how best to address this but I feel like I should get ahead of it and she explains that after that backlash she was so depressed and hurt like just hurt about it and some other unfortunate things she emphasized was another asian actress reached out to her via dm and was like you're a blight on the asian american yes. like community and that pushed her so hard that she attempted suicide and was found by a friend and then spent the next three years like you know trying to take care of herself mentally very sad Um, obviously these stories happen and it's all suddenly like, oh, we should never know what someone's going through. We never know what someone's going through. We need to be so thoughtful. We need to be so graceful. Like, uh, it's not worth it. Your, your funny tweets, not worth it. Your viral threads, not worth it. Like don't pile onto people type thing. You never know the whole picture, which is all true. But the ironic twist is because Constance Wu mentions that some actress, you know, dm'd her and that was the final straw (laughs) I saw so many tweets that were like who is this bitch like I think it's jimma chan we need to like out jimma chan jimma chan's such a bitch (laughs) like just completely missing the point of constant Wu's statement and these like thoughtful oh my gosh we need to learn do better all this stuff and just turning to pile on sort of to like refuse accountability because we want to be like oh it wasn't me it wasn't my part my voice in this it was someone else someone famous some specific tweet type thing
1: yeah yeah well also the whoever it was probably isn't even like a like i don't think it was like an a i don't know i mean i guess it could be anybody and it's it's futile to try to
0: Right, somebody down
1: on the internet, but also like I I don't think it was one of her like co stars in a movie that seems,
0: yeah. I mean, I think she mentioned, I think she mentioned, oh, yeah, a fellow actress, so not like a someone I worked with. But the reason people are like so ready to hate Jimmy Chan is for like a variety of reasons, but then also because at that peak of the frustration, Jimmy Chan liked a post that was like constant woo is hard to work with and then had to backtrack and be like she accidentally liked it and so it's like yeah it's like twitter heads just putting on their detective cap and thinking they solved it and now they're pulling out their pitchforks and like going to town on someone else just to repeat history Mm -hmm. very messy very sad and i think it's like it's interesting because i think we talked about i think we talked about this on our podcast multiple
1: times yeah yeah
0: And it isn't always the easiest to feel like she's coming off well, right? Like it's like, oh, Constance, we like, what a diva. And I think this moment was obviously sad and like, oh, wow, that's – I would never want to cause someone that much harm. But on top of that, it's like interesting to kind of start to investigate your own implicit biases because I saw a lot of people pulling – pointing out how a society was like so in on someone like Robert Pattinson making fun of his job in Twilight while he was actively promoting Twilight and being like this is the stupidest thing I've ever done like that sort of thing and it's so playful and funny but Constance Wu being like oh I'm so mad about this it's suddenly like we put on our little I don't know like we get so serious and we're like don't bite the hand that feeds you and like so possessive of how someone should be grateful and I think it's interesting to start recognizing the patterns of who we're most judgmental of whether those are marginalized communities or women in particular and so I just think it's a chance to evaluate maybe a little bit of our the ease in which it's it, it's easy to paint women especially, is kind of difficult or ungrateful when we don't bring that same energy to like problematic dudes, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's definitely something that it can be said about like almost all interactions, positive yeah. or negatively, when you're comparing people of color to white people, uh, women to men, uh, queer people to straight people. Like uh, there's always that sort of bias that's at work i feel like the one of the frustrating things with the constance Wu situation was just that like it was such a rare piece of representation in mainstream yeah. like network television in general for then her to complain about like having to do it i think a lot of other like marginalized people were like i would like kill for right. this opportunity like we don't get these very often um and and so i can i can see why that was frustrating i think that this more than anything speaks to me about like the need of if you are a celebrity like you should be uh like like there should be some kind of basic boot camp or something that's like (laughs) you you need to be in therapy you need to be like doing um work because i feel like just so many of these celebrities are just so ill prepared to be famous and then when these things happen like she Constance Wu is perfectly allowed to have all of those feelings, but then to have like put them on Twitter, I think it's sort of like, why, like what was, why was that an impulse to begin with? Like that was always a bad choice. Like she should have, um, sort of, uh, like had more constructive ways to kind of deal with those emotions that clearly she didn't have. And that the industry was not like helping her with, um, and that the, uh, and that then after that happened again it doesn't seem like she had a strong mental support system like nothing really uh, helped her until after the suicide attempt and at that point you know like yeah like for someone who is as rich and famous as constance Wu, like i don't know i feel like that they just like, everybody should just automatically, just automatically like, automatically, yeah. like, <laughs> like once, like, once you're making over $100,000, like, get in therapy. Sh- yeah, you should just get a therapist, because yeah. you're not, at that point, it's, like, money's not the issue, and I feel right. like that's the main reason why a lot of people can't go to therapy, is because they don't have the money yeah. for it, but, like, Constance Wu should have definitely have been, uh, like, she should have had more, su- sort of, support before all of that right. happened. Well, and at the very least, celebrities yeah. should have,
0: like, two-factor identification to log any into any yes. social media <laughs> like that should be rule number one is only your assistant can uh get you online because it just the foot and mouth syndrome is is real
1: well especially if you're at all like volatile or trying to i don't know like or just like
0: react like just yes, yes. and reactive yes. yeah right
1: yeah the- yeah, it's like you know you're gonna get on there and say something, <laughs> and it's just gonna be like, Ugh.
0: yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: um, I have another story though that involves celebrity therapist oh, that I perfect. found very entertaining this week. So the musical artist Kehlani was in the news. Have you? Or did you see this story at all?
0: Um, I thought, I saw no. this on
1: TikTok. So she, I don't listen to her music. I don't really know her yeah as a musical entity i think she like was popular earlier in the 2000s not as popular now but she was at a starbucks um last week and was in the drive through line and she just uh, happened yeah. to be there <laughs> at the same time as like a crazy right wing yes. TikToker, and so the video that I saw first was this video of this man getting out of his car and sort of like accosting Kehlani who's in the car in front of him at the drive-thru at Starbucks claiming that he or that she has is like bad-mouthing him uh, to the Starbucks workers and she just sort of like turns and gives him a look that's like, annoyed, but she does not get into a fight yeah. with him at all. She's, like, not Just engaging. This person is, yeah, is <laughs> clearly, like, on another planet. And she's like, I do yeah. not have time to be <laughs> bothered by you. So then the video uh, comes out from her end that's like, hey, this man... Or, or So the man released the video of her yeah. in the car. And then she released, like, a reaction video that was sort of saying, hey, I was... In the drive-thru, this guy was, like, doing weird stuff, and the line behind me was, like, Clearly filming things Clearly shouting stuff I got up to the window And I wanted to warn the workers there That this guy was coming behind me And so I had told them that I guess somehow he overheard And that he got out of the car And was yelling at me But I was actually on a phone call With my therapist already (laughs) While I was getting the Starbucks Which I was like How does that work with therapy? (laughs) But but she was like So I was zen Like I was not bothered by this man Clearly this person was like Like I was not going to be dealing with them and then uh, I saw the video that was the video that he was making. He went to the Starbucks because the Starbucks had a bunch of like pride flags up that I assume they had put up in June and just hadn't taken down yet for mm-hmm. July. And so he was upset that they had these pride flags up and they didn't have a 4th of July um American flag up. And so it was like heckling people in the well. drive-through being like I'm going to bring you a flag like what do you have these pride flags on? The crazy thing is this person is gay. Yeah, too. no. He's awful. It's it's just like uh delusional but yeah. like he made this video clearly like screaming at all these workers and really? then he also released this video of him screaming at Kalani, yeah. and the, <laughs> the person who came out best in this video was obviously Kalani because I was yeah. like oh let me go listen to some of her <laughs> songs like I, have, I don't even know who she is but yeah. I'm now entranced and yeah. she got a little boost in the numbers I saw <laughs> on Spotify and such um but then he I think the the man's name is Christian Walker hung out Mm. with HRH, who is also a deranged TikToker. So, you know, they're finding each other.
0: Yeah. It was funny because it seemed like in his original video, he thought – she was making fun, like, that she knew who he was specifically, like, his TikTok persona. Oh, yeah, no. But it was, like, clear that she did not know anything <laughs> about this man except that he was annoying. Uh, So I loved that video, honestly. I try to channel that that expression as I'm faced with annoyances throughout my day.
1: Yeah. So she's
0: a real idol. Um, You're just,
1: you've had that face the entire time we've been recording. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, I, like, okay. um, I had to. I had a to... <laughs> boy came up to me and was trying to make a podcast. No, no, I was no. like, no, I'm good. no,
0: I would never, I would never. I, I did have to use that voice, I did time. have to use that face, that energy as I process the information that JLo Lo and Ben Affleck are married, got hitched, they did it, and she took his name, which was like
1: Jennifer I... Affleck. <laughs> jf
0: (laughs) yeah i i mean i'm i'm happy for her like she seems happy and that's what counts in my book like i think ben affleck is basically a potato i don't know how he convinced her twice uh To date him, love him,
1: and Anna Like he has big um... that gives off promo energy. But well, yeah, but he's got some Pete Davidson energy. I would say. Oh
0: man, I honestly would rather Pete Davidson. Honestly, like every every step of the way on it. Uh, No,
1: I mean it's a real Sophie's choice. But yes.
0: But she released like a newsletter confirmation for her fans where she explained that it was sort of spontaneous and they went to the Vegas chapel and they got in at the last minute and a couple of their kids were there and it was just so romantic and everything they could want. And it seemed very low key and fun and very like marry me energy yes, in her like, you know, uh, final song where she's like all roads lead to you and she's like love is patient 20 years patient we're here baby and on that level i'm happy for them i just hope he deserves it (laughs) but yeah so now they're now they're official i mean i i I really didn't see this one lasting, so I don't know what to expect going forward. But I'm not going to just sit here and be like, well, it's not going to last," because like I, I don't know anything
1: about what is drawing. Her yeah, I mean, celebrity weddings in general, I feel like don't yeah. last. But who would have thought that they would have gotten oh, back yeah, together exactly. in the first place? So. <laughs> Really? Who can say? Um, yeah. Another follow-up from a story that we had talked about previously is uh, the uh, Stranger Things is Will Byers gay plot line has moved forward. Oh, yeah. I, I, forward.
0: Throughout this week, I've been like, oh, I was right. Matt was wrong. Oh, I got it. Matt did not I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I knew I read that right.
1: <laughs> well, it's confusing to me. The uh, So everybody watched the first half of the season. And everybody was like, or not the first half, but the, the part one or whatever, right. the first seven episodes. And everyone was like, oh, I think that Will Byers is gay. Um, and then they had to release a statement that was saying, oh, um, uh, what did they say? The the uh, It's up to the audience's interpretation. Like it's not, we're not dealing with that. You know, the, this is not something that is going to be addressed in the season. Um, and and noah schnapp who's the actor had you know been touting this line and so i just had assumed that okay this isn't something that we're dealing with and like maybe could be something that's read into it but isn't what they were planning on necessarily at least for this season because there wasn't any sort of resolution towards it and they came out with a statement it feels like it would be much easier for them to just ignore it if they were going to do something with that at some point. Rather right. than release a statement that's like, no, this isn't real, and then switch it to yes. But now that the season is completely aired and has been out for several weeks, will um Noah Schnapp was on was being interviewed for Variety and said it's a hundred percent clear that he is gay and he does love Mike, and then went on to talk about the scene with Jonathan and the finale and how, you know, they're trying to like code him as gay and all of this stuff. And I am just sort of <laughs> confused at the mechanisms for releasing right. this information
0: yeah yeah it was weird it almost felt like like noah was just sick of dancing around it. and he's like guys yeah or it's like they gave him permission like i think it was the way i read it is that okay. it was intended to be a major storyline in season five it seems like they're setting will up to be tortured again in some way where he has this link to Vecna because in the upside down, the the time stopped, the day he right. was yes. kidnapped, whole, whatever, and blah, my blah, blah, he still theory. has the tingle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like he will be a center point for season five. And I do think that they've been laying the groundwork, like queer coding him since the beginning and not in like a baity way, but more in like we don't want to deal with this but we're like hint at it you know what i mean like it wasn't like i always felt like he'd come out as gay eventually well, but then all, i saw oh, yeah go ahead. no i was gonna say i saw um millie bobby brown be like what do labels matter you know
1: yes,
0: uh-huh. <laughs> so maybe i'm being overly generous but it did feel like that will be a part that's explicitly explored and I wonder if they just were like, okay, like give the, give the, give it to him straight now so that we don't have to spend, I don't know, like too much promo time around that when the season does come
1: out. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think they're doing that thing, which a lot of shows sort of do, or like even the Avengers movies kind of did at the end where they, there's so many characters that they can only give certain people like screen time. So I feel like that they gave some characters a lot of screen time in this season that will not get as much screen time next time and Will and Mike really didn't have much to do this season and I <laughs> yeah. feel like they'll be the bigger players in the last season. So that does make sense to me um that they were saving maybe that plot line for the final season. I guess it's just odd that they would come out with a statement right. only a couple weeks before. It makes me wonder if they were planning on never addressing it but then enough they got enough sort of, like, flack and stuff about it that they felt like, okay, we have to straighten that out in the fifth season, and so let's, like, address it now so that way it's not an issue when we bring it up in the fifth season, even though we weren't planning on it. (laughs) I don't Um, know.
0: That painting and the brother scene seemed really
1: obvious to me. but (laughs) I... Yes and no. I just don't understand why they wouldn't... Right. Like, why not name it if they're going to. Well, either name it or just why they would release a statement saying that it. Like, that's the part that's really, like, flummoxing me the most is their, like, previous statement a couple of weeks ago. Because it seems like if they were the whole time they were planning on having Will be gay and just having him be gay in the fifth (laughs) season, that it would make no sense for them to sort of release another statement. But also, I find it sort of. I. I've been thinking about this a decent amount of the, like, well, does somebody need a label? Like are labels important versus not having a label. Um, because like, I think the Harry Styles situation is similar to that. And he has a movie coming out where he plays a gay slash bisexual person. So, you know, that conversation is going to be coming up again. Um, part of me almost wonders if he's not saying anything because he's going to say something Mm -hmm. for the promo cycle of that movie as a cynical person. But (laughs) I'm... Like, I think that on one hand, yes, we have come a good ways in the queer LGBT um, movement. And so there is sort of room now, I think, for people to to... to not like, we don't necessarily need people constantly to come out and be like, um, you know, vocal, like explicit yes and and, like identifiable yeah yeah, like lgbt icons like we sort of did in the 90s and early 2000s where it was like we need people who are visible to do this but at the same time if somebody knows and is purposefully sort of like staying in the ambiguity just Mm -hmm. to uh get like good pr or worry that they're gonna piss somebody off then that to me is frustrating um, yeah, the like both isn't yeah, like I think is yeah productive, and I sort of feel like you don't have to have a a label, but it's like if you don't have one, could you just like tell us that rather than just right. sort of yeah be like oh well like I don't understand why I need to talk about this, and also like it's my like private life, and I yeah I don't know, I just think that there's still enough violence towards queer people, and you know they're constantly trying to pass laws and things i mean just this Mm -hmm. weekend like ted cruz released a statement (sighs) saying that he wishes that they hadn't made gay marriage legal uh, in the us so it's like there's still lots of people with those sentiments and Mm -hmm. it's frustrating when celebrities or television shows kind of refuse to stake a claim on something that feels like it 20 in 2022 it should not be that difficult to stake a claim on and could be very beneficial to you know a lot of people so yeah i don't know
0: well definitely and i think an easy way in honoring this complexity and fluidity is to not be like, oh, I am gay, but to even just be like, oh, Mike, I'm in love with you. You know, like just showing that you don't have to label it, but you can describe sort of like Millie Bobby Brown was getting at that he loves a person who happens to be a boy and that's like valid and so yeah Um, it's it's
1: frustrating or even to say like that he's sort of you know to say more like well he's exploring these right he isn't sure like he's trying to figure it out because i think that in all actuality that is the most realistic plot line for this story is like (laughs) it's the 80s there's not necessarily tons of gay visibility and he's in high school in a rural area where he doesn't he hasn't necessarily encountered a lot of gay people so he probably is kind of trying to Sort through all of that. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And interesting development. Makes me more excited to watch season five, I will say.
0: Yeah, I think they have a lot of chess pieces on the board. So it'll be interesting (laughs) to see how it rounds out. But I mean, pivoting into the Emmy nominations. Um, oh, shit. I
1: forgot that that even <laughs> happened. I was like, Matt, this is usually your your tea, your forte. Well, it happened last
0: It did. It was Tuesday. like Tuesday, yeah.
1: So, yes, this would have been right after. <laughs>
0: yeah. But people were mad that Stranger Things didn't get nominated or that Sadie Sink didn't get like a Best Supporting Actress nom, which frankly, it was a weak category, so maybe she could have.
1: Push yeah, someone I, out of there. I wrote a lot about the Emmys
0: this <laughs> Yes, you're right. We'll, we'll put a link in our episode. Uh, <laughs> you can see Matt's BuzzFeed list about shows he never watched. So <laughs>
1: Yeah, a bunch of shows that I didn't watch. I mean, some shows I did watch, but when you're writing yeah. about the Emmys, it's hard because no one has watched all yeah. of those shows. <laughs> um, the, yeah, Stranger Things got nominated for Best Drama and a bunch of technical awards, but none of the actors got nominated. And, like, I would have loved to see Sadie Sink in there, but I'm also not shocked that she yeah, didn't make it. it just like because the... Like, I thought that Noah Schnapp should have been nominated a couple of seasons ago, and they didn't really nominate that. Also, it's hard with the sort of season by seasonness of the Emmy. Yeah. Because a lot of people have seen Stranger Things or parts of Stranger Things and so are voting for it, but probably have not seen... This season. Yeah. And especially because
0: it's split, it seems like it'd be hard for them to judge like a full performance.
1: Yes. Also the nominations would were for the first half of the season. Right. The second half of the season qualifies for next year's Emmys, which will be interesting. So like, yes, Sadie Sink did have good moments in the first half, but also had good moments in the second half. I'm not sure that that impacted voting all that much, but it was sort of a weird decision. And then, I think that my main takeaway from this year was that they, the networks and streamers, dumped so many television yeah. shows in April and May and March, trying to qualify right before the time um, cut off. And I think that in years past, that has worked out because you're the sort of the freshest thing on people's mind. This year. I think there was so much stuff that came out in that period, so many, especially like all of the tech scammer shows, <laughs> a lot of true crime, that just all of that was lost. None of those shows got a ton of nominations. Yeah. And the and the stuff that got the most nominations were stuff that aired earlier in the year that everybody sort of had time to watch. Um, and so Succession and Dope Sick and The White Lotus... Um, And Ted Lasso all got tons of nominations and all of those shows were shows that had been came out a while ago, but had just been like able to build up steam and basically everybody has seen them over the past year. And so I think that also impacted Stranger Things a little bit in that it came out like right at the end of the. week. Yeah,
0: honestly, it would have been a stretch for me, but maybe that's because I hated this season, but I do feel like I was surprised I loved, I loved Station Eleven. I felt like it was a slow burn. It took me a couple episodes to like fully invest, but it is like one that sticks with you and I've been thinking a lot about it. And it got nominated for a lot of technical and writing and stuff, but it only got one acting nom for Hamish uh, H- H- Patel. It um, yeah. was great. Loved him in it. Deserves the nom. But I was surprised that the that a couple of the supporting actresses in that show didn't get nominated. And then... That category was a
1: little bit of a mess. Oh, it was such a mess. The the limited series ones. Because, like, Dope Sick and White Lotus, I think, were... Very so good. Good options. And then the the dropout, which um was was good too. (laughs) Um Theranos show also got nominated. But then Inventing Anna and Pam and Tommy got limited series nominations. And those both got very bad reviews. I didn't watch either of them, but like did not get good reviews. And there was stuff like Station Eleven that got much better reviews that got less nominations or like the staircase i think is similar is also and good yeah and i i don't know i think it was maybe just like too much stuff was out and there yeah. were certain things that people just like didn't get to um station 11 also came out like around the holidays so i don't know if somehow or another that got like
0: i think people was the, it is the pandemic there. base yes, like it was about a pandemic and they'd obviously been producing it before COVID hit, but I think it's mm-hmm. hard to convince people to watch a show where <laughs> the world changes because of a disease, you know, it's a hard sell yeah. in these trying times, mm-hmm. but it was really good. Have you watched it yet?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. Yeah. Station Eleven. No, mm. I didn't read the book yet either.
0: Mm. Both um, good. Both different.
1: Yeah. I, I have like a, now a, very long list of things i need to watch <laughs> yeah. for the Emmy which I guess yeah. it's to love it or hate it. Yes. Uh yeah, let's do it. So i'm watching the second season of Hacks right now and i yes. loved the first season and for whatever reason just hadn't watched the second season and so i started that and i'm like this is so good. The acting is great. I think the writing is really strong. Um the it's very much just like a continuation of the second of the first season like it picks up right where it left off um and i love just a half hour comedy i i love being able to just throw an episode on and not have it be like a huge time commitment especially after watching stranger things and under the banner of heaven where the episodes were almost all over an hour it's so nice to just watch something that's like short and i realized that I think that with the amount of television that's out now, I've been gravitating to more of those shows because usually the comedy category is the category that I've watched the least stuff in. And mm. when the nominations came out, I was like, I've seen most of these comedy nominees where the drama and limited series, there's plenty of things where I'm like, oh yeah, I, I was like, yeah, that's too much work. I'm not watching that. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I actually was just watching that today. It's definitely very like easy. Very breezy.
1: And Meg Stalter is so funny in it. And Jean <laughs> Smart is obviously always great. And I feel like Hannah Einbinder has like a underrated performance in a lot of ways. Like I feel like she's sort of the glue of everything, but it's not nearly as flashy as everybody else. I don't know. I just, yeah. I really enjoy it.
0: Um, well, if you like short things, I watched The Bear, which is this FX show. Yes. Now everybody's on Hulu. talking about it. Everyone's the talking bear. about it. I would like to point out that I I clicked play on it before it was like trending on Twitter. Like I found it first. Um, and it's really good. <laughs> it's like it's like the episodes are short. They're like 20 minutes each, like a good old classic easy to get into sort of high pressure uh, drama D and it's about like a high-end chef who's comes back to his family restaurant in Chicago after his brother commits suicide and so he's trying to deal with the fallout of that and running a, a like messy kitchen and all the people working in the kitchen it is stressful and like mesmerizing in a really, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of cooking shows that aren't like overly produced. Like, oh, I'm a chef and I have all this free time to have this romantic rom-com moment type thing. Like this yeah, feels much Emily more real Paris
1: energy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this feels more real and raw. There's a lot of people Pulling parallels to the like energy of Fleabag. Not that this character like breaks forth wall, but it's about like sort of a tortured person who's trying to like carry on after a death. And like, I don't know, it's hard to explain why they feel um, similar, uh, but it just feels it's a good, it's a good character driven show. And yet it doesn't waste time, it's like sparse in offering details about the character itself, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm very excited to watch it. It's on my, like, post-Emmys list because it wasn't eligible for this year, so I feel like I need to watch other stuff. But when I was at Tribeca, I went to a welcome mixer, like, the first night, and one of the people who was, like, the artistic directors or programmers of the festival, I was talking to her, and she was like, oh, what are you excited to see? And I was, you know, listing things. And I was like, like, what is your what is the thing that you're most excited for? Like, what should I be watching? And she was like, the best thing that we have at the festival is this show that's called the bear. We're screening the first two episodes. You have to see it. It's so good. She said, it's like uncut gems meets kitchen confidential. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: and I, I was like, that, that sounds
1: incredible. <laughs> Unfortunately, the screening for that was the same day as Sierra's bridal shower Ugh. slash the Taylor Swift. Uh, also, oh, thing yeah. <laughs> at Tribeca. So I, for Sierra, I had to miss it, and I have not watched <laughs> it yet, but I've heard nothing but amazing things, so I'm excited to get to it at some point.
0: Yeah, it's good. I, I didn't understand if it... So it just came out? Because on Google, it's like, oh, 2021.
1: I think it just came out. Okay. I'm pretty Maybe sure. I, I mean, know. unless it released somewhere so, Yeah, it was like FX, else? and then it
0: was like hulu but i, I sometimes I there's a delay new. in
1: those but yeah. i think it's i'm pretty sure because
0: otherwise i was gonna be salty that it wasn't nominated for Emmys. is the point no but no I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not <laughs>
1: eligible at all okay um but no yeah i still <laughs> need to like i need to watch um i need to watch only murders in the building i haven't gotten to that yet i need to watch i mean did you Finish watch up. dope sick i need to watch that did you watch barry i need to watch that <laughs> did you watch like, ozark I've never watched Ozark, so that's not happening. Um, <laughs>
0: did you watch Squid Game? No. 14 noms. So you got to get on it. I,
1: yeah, I, I have a whole list on my computer <laughs> of all the stuff that I need to watch.
0: <laughs> you did get Yellow Jackets, though, so you're I welcome. I watched Yellow
1: Jackets. I watched The White Lotus. Oh, have you watched I The Great?
0: Watched... That was I good, I watched too. the that first season of that, but I haven't watched okay. the second season.
1: Okay. Um, I watched Succession, Euphoria, oh, um, wow. What what are the yeah I feel like I've seen most of the like front front runners um, yeah but now Abbott Elementary you haven't yes. watched that no I've watched Abbott oh Elementary. you did oh okay yes okay. I yeah. watched that I watched the Morning Show which Reese Ugh, Witherspoon got trash, the nomination honestly, for trash. no um yeah I've watched What We Do in the Shadows which I love um yeah so I have a smattering of things to now you have to
0: on. sit through Made.
1: I'm not watching Meg. I'm not watching <laughs> Pam and Tommy. I'm not watching Inventing Anna. Oh, good um, for you. I'm you not have watching standards. Ozark. I'm not watching Better Call Saul. I'm not watching Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Um, you know, there's some shows. Ozark that are has gone. maybe
0: been over-nominated over its course of five seasons, but this last season was like really good.
1: It's just it's, I'm just too late for yeah, that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's no, like I I'm understand. not watching 40 episodes it. of
0: yeah. that show. <laughs>
1: So I yeah. it might be great, but I if I ever I'm like in <laughs> traction in a hospital, maybe yeah. I'll watch it. But if I didn't watch it during the pandemic, you know, it's probably not yeah. going to happen for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we get to talk about what we have watched next week when we yes. or this Thursday when we this do our mid year roundup
1: top mm-hmm. ten. Top 10 of the first <laughs> half of the year. I had to really go through my list and figure out, well, what's in theaters? What yeah. shall be seen? Because I've seen so much <laughs> that's just unreleased or ahead of time or in screen. <laughs>
0: um,
1: you know, I've done but-
0: good this year. I've seen like 38 movies so far.
1: Yeah, you've watched a lot, I feel so, like, and most, I, I'm sort of a little nervous because I think our top 10s are going might to be, be similar. very similar, <laughs> so I, so I went in a little bit and tried to shush it up. You're like, top 10 um, with an asterisk, you're like, meh, no, what'll make Shelby it, mad <laughs> It is, it, like, they're all movies that I really love, but I yeah. was sort of like, okay, I need to, like, there were some things on the bubble where I was like, okay, I think that this is like a more yeah. interesting movie to no, talk about. That. So let me move it from like 11 to nine 100%. and I'll bump something down.
0: And eye. it's mid year. So you yes. can change it by the end of it. Yes. You know?
1: And probably will change it. By
0: yeah. <laughs> One can only hope. Um, okay. Well, that'll be fun. If you yes. want to leave us a review, you can do it on Apple podcasts or hit, give us some stars on uh, Spotify. Um, you can also send us an email though. I don't know if Matthew checks those anymore. Oh uh, yeah. I, don't know <laughs> if
1: I haven't looked in that in a while. I wonder what's going on in there. Yeah. Hmm. Some surprises. <laughs> um, also Nope comes out next week. Yes. Which I'm excited to watch and talk about too.
0: with you. it seems sort of like a comedy in a way, which is different. I mean, get it out was technically
1: weird. Yeah. Which us was also very weird. Oh, and I yes. the trailers for us, I feel like did not do justice or like did not do a good job of explaining like what that movie is oh, going to be. Us. And so I feel like it's gonna be similar to that energy. Yeah. Where it's yeah, it's confusing. I love Kiki Palmer, so I'm excited oh, I know. for that. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya is <laughs> 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 but
0: his guru or whatever. Yes, is not helping things. Mm. Um, But
1: okay, we'll see you guys on Thursday for our mid year review. Um, Yeah, and in the meantime, we'll be watching a million Emmys and (laughs) leave us (laughs) a review. Okay, whatever. Tony has no life. I'm busy. Okay, talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.